Dancer Book Club podcast. I am Maddie here with Courtney. Hello. And this week we are reviewing Good Girl Complex by L. Kennedy. Now, L. Kennedy is a favorite of mine. She wrote a lot of hockey romance books. Didn't love this one as much as I love the hockey romance books, mm-hmm. but we'll get into it. Yeah, L. Kennedy. This is my first uh, taste of L. Kennedy. And I don't like it. But we'll talk Rough about time. it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Because I think that the writing in this book was really good. And I, did, I didn't think it was bad in that sense. But I hate the trope. I think that the characters weren't really redeemable. And it reminded me a lot of this fan fiction that was really popular <laughs> um for a really long time like so popular that it has three movies and i can't wait to talk about it okay <laughs> but it's my turn this week to do our review right. so this book follows our main character mackenzie and she is a freshman at her university. However, she's not a traditional student. She is 20 years old. She took a year off of high school to work on her business and to focus on just like trying to expand and grow her company, her tech company. Is I don't even know if you call it tech, her little app. Um, sorry, she hates that. Her app. And... <laughs> <laughs> she creates this app and it, people really like it. And so she spends some time trying to improve it. But she made a deal with her parents that she would eventually go to college and she would marry her long term boyfriend, Preston, triggering. And she would also. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and think about that. <laughs> that's where my mind went the very first, very, very first thing. I was like, mm, okay. So I. So after she ends up um, going to school and stuff, it's not long after she goes to school that she meets our main male love interest, who is not her boyfriend, Preston. It is Cooper. Now, Cooper has had a little bit of a, a hard life, to say the least. He is one day working his job at a bar where he's doing bartending, and this customer comes in, and he is such a jerk to Preston, or surprise it was Preston she was such a jerk to Cooper and come to find out that the guy who was being mean was surprise Preston and you know Cooper's talking to his friends and is like you know what like I'm so mad I can't believe this guy got me fired because Preston gets him fired because like my daddy will sue you you know so they end up his his friends Cooper's friends end up Um, coming up with this idea with Cooper that he is going to steal Preston's girlfriend, who's Mackenzie, and what he's going to do is he's going to woo her over and then date her and then go out somewhere where Preston's there and then break up with her and then it's going to get revenge on both um, Preston for being a jerk and what they call a clone, which is all the rich people in their town that have recently moved in or have moved in throughout time to kind of or like exploit their small town uh but also get revenge on Mackenzie, who has done nothing but exist and that is the essentially the plot of this book obviously they uh things don't go as planned they start to like each other for real well, cooper starts to like her for real Mackenzie starts liking her 
Um, there's a lot of gray line between uh, like emotional cheating and other things that I think were really big in this book that were just not something that I really felt uh, drawn to or interested in at any point. And that's, that is the summary of the book. Do you have anything you'd like to add that you think I may have missed? Um, no, I mean, it's like the classic, it, it's like Pride and Prejudice-esque, right? Like high society and non-high society. And let me get this straight, like class divisions are real. Um, but like the way that it was written in this book just makes me laugh. Um, like, because they call them clones, the rich people but like i just it just made me laugh because it me it felt really immature i don't know like yeah. i can understand being a service worker in a high income area where the patrons are probably not super nice but just like the vendetta that they have i'm like are these people all still in high Seriously. school <laughs> they were like so vindictive that i was like what the hell like calm down a little bit um, I and it's maybe a major faux pas admitting this, but I've never seen West Side Story. But that's how I imagine it is with like games and stuff, like just the. It's Ro I think West Side Story is just Romeo and Juliet, but New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. There's divide between like the two different groups of people that the love interests belong to, but um, it's very much like a class issue and like a. I don't know. I think you did a pretty good summary, but just wanted to throw that in there. That's like the whole conflict throughout the book is the classism. Right. Yeah. Um, and we can talk more about that in, probably when we get more into like the spoiler section, because there's yeah. a lot that happens that involves that. Um, but like something that was really interesting about this book is that so there is this fan fiction that has been out for a really long time. It is called okay. After. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. So after is Harry Styles fan fiction. It oh it has <laughs> it has I think five movies. It has uh like a whole like a whole actual book series that you can go and buy at Barnes and Noble. They obviously changed the character from Harry Styles to somebody else, but it's still supposed to be Harry Styles. And the plot of that Larry book, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. I think I want to say it's like Trevor or something like that, but I oh. I don't remember. I'll have to send you this uh, commentary channel on YouTube who okay. like watched all of them, and it's it you don't need anything else. You get the full point from just watching that <laughs> because that's the whole movie. That's all of it. So, um, <clears throat> so that was like the first. I noticed that when I was reading it, I was like, okay. This book seems oddly familiar, and I can't figure out why it seems so familiar to me. And the more and more I think about it, I was like, is it the name Cooper? Is that, like, what's what's doing it for me? Because, it, like, there's just something about this book, the entire time I was reading it, that seemed really familiar. And something that I noticed right away, before I even made the connection with the After series, was that it reminded me of Outer Banks. Like, just, like, the group mm -hmm. and, like, where they live and, like, the scene of all of it. It just was giving Outer Banks to me. And I don't okay. know if you've ever seen Outer Banks. I've never seen it either, but I've seen tons of YouTube shorts about it because that's the only thing I get recommended on YouTube shorts is TV shows <laughs> that I'm never going to watch. Um, 
so it kind of reminded me a lot of like their friend dynamic because I know that mm. I know that in Outer Banks social class also plays a huge role and social class in like a like I don't know beachy town sort of place mm. that's I, gotcha. I know I know that that plays a huge role in the story um but in after basically the whole premise of of that fan fiction is that this girl, she has a boyfriend. She starts college. Mm. She goes to college. She's been, she's been sheltered her whole life. She's had the same boyfriend since she was, like, 14 or something like that. And she goes to college, and she goes to, like, this first party with her roommate, and she meets the main love interest from after, whose name I cannot remember, so Harry Styles. And Harry Styles is talking Hello. with his friends that he's had for a really long time, and they're like... Um, it'd be really funny if you could get her to like sleep with you and like fall in love with you and then break up with her. And so that's awful. Yeah. So that reminded me a lot of this book or that this book reminded me a lot of that book. So that was the two things that I noticed right off the bat was that it reminded me a lot of other pieces of media that I have seen before. So it didn't feel fresh and it didn't really feel super exciting also it kind of reminded me a little bit of the notebook as well some of those vibes yeah but more uh maybe notebook but like immature Mm. like they just stay teenagers throughout the whole movie yeah 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 uh, but I just, I really wanted to talk about that because I just, like, it's been heavy on my mind these last few days. Yeah, I never got into fanfic. I don't know if that was just, like, my mom's careful monitoring of what I consumed in terms of media and stuff or what. Um, I mean, I have read, like, werewolf romances on Facebook apps, so I feel like that rises to the same level but um no that's interesting uh I love that in that story Harry Styles is just at a college party <laughs> no he goes there you it's know. it's a whole thing oh, oh, oh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know yeah how celebrities yeah. do show up to college parties yeah. sometimes. and it's just Harry Styles like there's nobody else there like yeah. like none of the other members of One Direction because at the time he was still in One Direction so interesting I have a little confession that's a side note. I never got super into One Direction, but I do love Harry Styles. I loved One Direction. Ask my dad and Athena sometime <laughs> about my bedroom at their house. I had tacked oh photos of Harry Styles on my ceiling. Like, he was just uh-huh. everywhere. Kate and I, one summer, we just went, we bought, like, J, J Teen and Teen Beat and all those magazines and we took out every single picture of One Direction and put them up on the wall. Oh my gosh. I loved those magazines. Me too. And now we read Architectural Digest. Yeah. <laughs> and now I magazines. have my Architectural Digest collection down here. Uh, yeah. Oh, how the times have changed. Anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's move on into our rating for or let's talk about like if we'd recommend it first so uh Cordy would you recommend this book to a fellow reader Mm, cautiously it it has a trope 
that I don't love. Do you want to discuss the trope now or do you just want to Yeah, we could it? talk about it now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it is the cheating trope and I don't like that. I'm sorry. I don't think any good romance story that I'm going to like is going to be built off of dis- dishonesty and infidelity. Um, even if her boyfriend was a terrible, awful person who is cheating on her, I don't think it makes it okay. And it makes the main characters, which would otherwise be likable, a lot less likable. Um, so, like, I don't know. I think it's very situational. I think that could be triggering for, like, some women who read it. I also, just, like, there's better L. Kennedy books. I'm not saying, like, don't read it. It's, the writing is good. L. Kennedy is a, a brilliant writer. But I didn't like a lot of the storylines in the book. Uh, And there's just better books, even from that author. So, like, I don't know. If you picked it up and you bought it and you asked me if you should read it, I would tell you, yeah, because you've already invested in the book. But if you have a really long TBR, you're looking at stuff to order, put this at the bottom of the list. Like, it's not super high up there. It was a relatively short read, but it still wasn't, like... I would rather have read her hockey books. They're better. And they don't involve tropes that I find morally depraved. So, Yeah, I did not like... This is my first experience with the cheating trope in, like, actual... <laughs> in an actual book. Um, and I just... One thing that really, like, irritated me about this book was that at the beginning of the book, the whole reason why... Cooper is justifying doing this is because Preston is known for cheating on Mackenzie. And so, like, Mackenzie brings it up somehow because her friends are talking about how their boyfriends are cheating on them, but they're wifey material, so they're not too worried about it. And she, like, tells them, like, I can't see a time when cheating's ever justified. Like, it's just dishonest. Just break up with the person if you don't want to be with them. And then it's like, girl, listen to your own advice. Like, you literally don't even break up with... This is a spoiler, so sorry. But, like, she doesn't even break up with Preston until, like, the middle of the freaking book. So it it doesn't, like... There's so much tension and things that happen between her and Cooper that she's just totally not justifying her, her like, words and her actions don't... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Her words and her actions are totally different and separate things, yeah. and it just is so hypocritical to sit especially there and for, think that. Especially for how, like, moralistic she acts sometimes. Like, and here's the thing. Elle Kennedy has done this... It's it, kind of in one of the hockey books like the boyfriend is cheating on the girl she breaks like they break up um and she's friends with the male love interest uh and then like over time they come to get together right and like each other but like there's a clear separation between when that happens and like when the cheating and the breakup happens and I'm I don't know we'll get into this in the plot but like why not just tell her that her boyfriend's cheating on her? And also, Literally, what yeah. woman? What woman is like, yeah, it's fine if my boyfriend runs around on me. Like, I, I'm sure they exist. I guess I don't know. They're like, it's fine because I'm wife material. I don't know any of those women. The women I know would be buying a casket for their husbands with yeah. boyfriends if yeah. that was the case. So. 
just kind of hard to resonate with that. I was like, what fantasy land are these weird ass people living in? But anyways, yeah. not a not a solid recommendation for me. Yeah, the I just I think that we should probably try to avoid <laughs> We should try to avoid cheating tropes in the future. I don't know how possible that's going to be because I don't know if you do research yeah. before we read books, but sometimes I just I just pick a book off of its vibe, you know? Yeah. Or like if you like I picked this one because I like El Kennedy. Apparently we're gonna have to pick a different series than this. Um, I don't know if the next one is gonna be like that though, because the next one is about Evan and Genevieve so true but i also don't like second chance romance stories all that Mm. often so i don't know we'll we'll play with the idea we'll see if we'll revisit but um yeah this one's not a solid wreck for me i'm assuming it's the same for you yeah i wouldn't recommend this to a fellow reader uh there are so many other books that i've enjoyed way more than this and I just, I can't see myself being like, you know what's a really good book to read? A book where a girl is cheating on her boyfriend the entire time. Yeah. I just don't like that. It gives me the ick, so. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, that being said, (laughs) I think I know your answer already, but would you recommend this to your younger sisters? Absolutely not, for a multitude of reasons, including the fact that there are inappropriate parts of it, but I also just, uh, they have their own moral compasses, but they don't need to be reading stuff like this that normalizes behaviors like that at an age where they're still learning how to be people and how to interact um, with others, stuff like that. Yeah, No, not a chance. No. I just, I was like, I... I would not even, I mean, I'm not going to recommend it to anybody, let alone my little sisters, so. Especially not them. I see it in their hands. Bam. Yeah. Get out of here, Sienna. Yeah. What would be more traumatic (laughs) for you, seeing Sienna read this book or one of those other books? The ones, oh, oh, the other ones. I... My friend Molly read to me a snippet of one of the other ones, and I was mortified. Mortified. I was like, how do people like this? I don't understand it either. I've read- And let me say, there are, like, tasteful dark romances that aren't, like, Alex volkov or- But, like, yeah, no. No. Mm-hmm. No. Those, probably. But that's a close second. So- uh, Courtney and I are now going to be reviewing different elements of our book this week. On a five-point scale, we have four pillars. We rate them on a five-point scale. Why do we rate them on a five-point scale, Courtney? Because, because ten, 10 is too many. Too many. Too, too many. So we basically are just going to talk about some of the different parts of this book that we liked. Or not necessarily like, just different parts of the book. So let's start with the... Uh, witty banter, obviously most important part for us. It's the name of the podcast. What are you thinking for witty banter? I, okay, let me preface by saying that I think my, generally I try and round up, but just because I didn't like the underlying plot line or the trope, I think it's influencing me a little bit. Um, 
that being said, there's obvious tension for obvious reasons. Uh, and they do do the two main love interests do a good job of being catty and going back and forth a lot. That being said, I only want to give it a three because I'm angry with them for their decisions. Fair enough. And like a lot of the witty banter that exists are because they're operating on the fringes of what's morally mm-hmm. acceptable. Yes, I think that's the same. I think that they had good witty banter. I would also give it a four, but similar to you, how I think that it was just like uh, because of the context of them having this witty banter, um, it's a it's a three. It just every time you read it, you just feel gross. Like yeah. you shouldn't be saying that, even if yeah. your boyfriend's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, what do you think about the character development? in this book do you think there was character development what do you think i'm gonna give this a very low score uh one because i don't think cheating is character development sure leaving a bad relationship and like choosing to pursue your own interests over the wishes of your parents when they're very clearly not caring about what's best for you Like, those are all things I could admire, except for the catalyst for all of that is infidelity. Um, And so, like, I don't, I think, like, the changes that were made for the main character would have been positive, but they were tainted by the fact that what initiated them was something bad. Like, if she had achieved all of those realizations without having done that, sure would have been great um there's not really a lot of character development on the guy side aside from going from being a slut to not um which is sometimes prevalent in like the hockey books and stuff mm-hmm. but like i don't know i didn't really feel like he changed all that much and i thought her changes were cheapened so i want to give it a one like it was just not good Yeah, I just, I didn't think that either of them developed as a character in any way. I think that there were some points in the book where it seemed like they were going to have some character development and they were going to learn from things, but I just never really got any closure from from that. So I just don't think they really... Maybe you could argue character development in way of, like, the side characters, like Evan and... Evan and Alana and Sophie and all those characters but like I just don't think that there was really any character development so I'm gonna give it a one yeah now the smut what are we thinking for the smut um again bad taste in my mouth I mean like they didn't do anything super bad until I don't, it was also, I mean, like, not super, super spicy, like, medium spicy, but just bad taste in my mouth, so I'm gonna give it a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really did not like reading um, the scenes prior to her and Preston breaking up, because it mm-hmm. just felt like, this is wrong, 
Yeah. And, like, there's nothing exciting about this. I'm not excited by this at all. I don't mean, like, excited like that. I just mean, like, it's not exciting to read somebody doing something bad, even though they're fictional characters and not real. I would feel the same way if, like, one of my friends came to me and was like, guess what I did? Yeah. No, I agree. And it's just, it's so sad because there's books where, like, like you can write leave like having the main character leave a toxic relationship to be with the main love interest without making them cheat like one of my favorite books runaway groomsman she's dating somebody else in the beginning of the book but then the relationship naturally comes to an end and she has very clear boundaries throughout the book well and they develop a friendship throughout that time but like there are very clear boundaries they are very communicative and there are no lines crossed until that relationship is over and it just it makes the story much so much better because it makes the main characters so much more likable. Like, yeah. it can be done. It just, I, I don't think I'm ever going to like a book that has the cheating trope. And the story would have been so much better if she had just dumped her loser boyfriend and then gotten with. Yeah, like she said that she was at the beginning of the book where if, don't waste your time with somebody if you don't like them, just let them go. You, you should have done that on page 15, Mackenzie. Literally um okay and then finally let's talk about the realism of this i feel like it's hard to say because one i am not super rich and can just do whatever i want right um nor am i on the other end of the spectrum where i'm so poor that i can't do anything and i meet somebody who just constantly is like here's ten thousand dollars you know, I, 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 I know that things like that happen sometimes and people, you know, they fall in love and whatever, but like, I just felt like the reaction to them cheating on each other throughout the book was not realistic. Um, I felt like even though she's rich, I don't think that, like you said earlier, rich people want to be cheated on. Um and are okay with being cheated on because they're wifey material. And yeah, I mean, I just didn't really find it to be super realistic. So, uh, two, maybe? Yeah. I think, One feels too low, so. Yeah. That's about where I'm sitting. And, like, granted, it's not crazy. Like, aliens don't descend from the sky. There isn't super, anything super, super, super impractical that happens. But, like, him trying to steal the other guy's girlfriend to, like, stick it to him, maybe that does happen. doesn't feel super realistic. I mean, like, if you're trying to get back at Preston for being a douchebag and he's a cheater, why wouldn't you just tell his girlfriend? Mm -hmm. You achieve essentially the same result without, like, manipulating somebody. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really impractical for a group of even, like, 20-year-olds to be like, yeah, let's all do this. This is a great <clears throat> idea. Yeah, um, they're too old for this. Like, what are you, 15? Literally. And I, like, I, and she's like a girl boss, right? I got her own business. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, and here's, let me preface, like, I hate the girl boss culture. That literally is what that reminded me of. Like, mm -hmm. I have my own app where we post about terrible men and women. Um, and I'm not saying, like, I'm all for women empowerment, you know, like, 
Maddie and I are both highly educated individuals who are going into like very specified career paths, but that like, I don't know. I just, I thought it was cringy. Um, and I don't know, like her, I get that her parents were like disinterested in her. It was, that was almost giving like Daisy Jones vibes, mm-hmm. the level of disinterest they had in her. But I was like, I also don't know how realistic that is. Like, Maybe it's because my parents are who they are, but and, and like the huge gap there, like you would think there would be more cultural stuff that she would have to get over hanging mm-hmm. out with lower income people. And like I can attest to this a little bit. I grew up very low income, like below the poverty line in a family of six. Um, and I am dating someone now who comes from a more wealthy family. And like just being in those environments, it's a bit of a learning curve. But there was just like they both just hopped into each other's environments like totally fine. And I thought that was really weird, too. I thought I thought <laughs> that Mackenzie was so weird because like her whole thing is I'm not like other rich girls. Okay. Okay, and I made my own app and I bought a hotel. Yeah, I was honestly kind of hoping that the hotel was going to play more of a role in the story. Um, If they had spent like like this, what I this is what I was expecting to happen. Okay, Cooper is like a handy guy. You know, I wasn't expecting there to be like a full notebook sort of thing where he was going to like use the money he had to buy this hotel and then bring it and be like, this is what, like, I want us to, like, have this hotel together. Yeah, you would love Runaway Groomsmen, dude. That You're literally, like, it's like the version of this book that was done perfectly. Mm-hmm. But it's also way longer. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I just, like, I cannot, like, I don't know. I just, the whole time I was just kind of not super interested in what was happening to these characters and like even when they got together at the end and it was like oh everything's fine now we're all together or whatever I'm just thinking like you lose them the same way that you get them and so like what happens in six years from now when Mackenzie's bored of Cooper right she's gonna cheat on him with somebody else suit her interests yeah exactly I also Actually, we'll talk about that when we get into the spoiler part. But they get back together so quickly at the end. I'm like, okay. Um, But, yeah. Not one of my faves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, this one's tough. because Here's the thing. Let me preface before I get my overall score that I like L. Kennedy's other stuff. Specifically um, the off-campus series, like the, the hockey romance books. I really like them. Most of them. There's like eight or nine. There's a couple that are like hit or miss, you know? She's a really good writer in terms of like writing technique, right? And like normally plots are okay. Uh, and a lot of these plots could have been okay had the cheating trope not been included but it really ruined it for me um and so I have to give this book probably a two overall because again like the it was well written from like a standpoint of like how you write things like you go to school Mm -hmm. and learn how to write um but I didn't like the characters and I didn't like the trope so I can't give it a really good score but I do like a lot of her other books so don't let that ruin it for you I gave it a three okay. because 
I just felt like it was in there with the other threes that I've read. Like, I just, like, it's not for me. I don't really like it, but I don't hate this book. And I really reserve my one and twos for books that I hate. Like, uh, <laughs> that one right there. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was, like, this book is equally bad to me as Dead Romantics was. Okay. So. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just really hated the trope, and it, I, I don't, it, it, and granted, like, I, I think I disliked Love in the Time of Serial Killers overall more. And I gave that a little bit of a higher score. But I just, like, I just hate that trope. I don't like it. It ruined the whole book for me. Yeah. Um, and it was also disappointing because I've read so much of her other stuff and loved it. So it was a little bit of a letdown for me. And I think that's why mine's a little bit lower. But generally, same consensus. Not great. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that it's time for us to move on to the spoiler section. So if you have not read this book... Um, and you want to read this book for some reason after mm-hmm. our review, uh, I would say that you should, you know, click off and come back in a little bit when you're done reading the book. If you don't care or you have read the book, feel free to stay and enjoy the rest of our spoiler review. Um, okay, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, I... I think we should go in order again, like how we did before. So we'll just kind of go more in depth about the plot points of the book. So the book starts out with Cooper getting fired from his job because of Preston. And he's a real piece of work. Yeah. And so he gets, he gets fired and, you know, they kind of just like, I don't know, they, they set up this whole storyline that essentially, like, the rich people in this town came in, they have not been always been here, this used to be, like, a, a humble little little small town, and then rich people started moving in and ruining it. And we get the sense that there's something that happened between Cooper and rich people at some point in time that has negatively impact uh, his life, and... Um, people like Preston are just getting away with doing whatever they want in town. Now, this is where we'll kind of jump ahead a little bit, but there is never any real follow-up to that, right? This whole time, this whole book, we're getting, we're, we're basically like, something happened to Cooper that involved rich people. But what happened? Literally nothing. Rich people were driving their cars and, like, knocked them off their bikes once. And that was it. That was him, his whole lifelong grudge against rich people. And I understand having a gripe with rich people, but I felt like that was a pretty dumb conflict to, or like to demonstrate a class conflict is like, oh no, rich people just hit people with their bikes. Well, and for the level of like vitriol, absolute vitriol that they're spitting from these wealthy people, like you would think that they have been very deeply personally wronged. Yeah. And like there's trauma from like their childhood and stuff, but it doesn't really involve wealthy people. And I hate, 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 hate that they refer to all the wealthy people as clones or whatever. I'm like, are you fucking 12? Yeah. Yeah, it just, like, I just don't understand. 
um, why there was never any follow-up to that that made any real sense. Because if you're going to have a book where class division is like the main forbidden romance element of the book, then make it good. Don't make it just like some weird vendetta against rich people because you were around them. Yeah. Like, have somebody come in and buy up all the stuff in the town and ruin it or something. Yeah. But, like, you know what this reminded me a lot of? Like, hmm. what the main the main love interest reminded me a lot of, like, Jughead Jones from the Riverdale show in the first couple seasons. I've never seen Riverdale. I've only ever seen Little. But I, the only thing I know of Riverdale is when he's like, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, like, that's... I'm not, he's like, like, regular guys. Because he's, like lower income and everyone else is like higher income normal nuclear families and he's mm-hmm. like i it just really reminded me of that it's, like when he's trying to talk about the other people i'm like grow the f up dude um know. we forgot to do fan castings but it's so oh, funny geez. you bring him up because i was literally like oh it's cole and dylan sprouse well, yeah, because they're twins. Like, that's, yeah, there's a very it's limited so easy. pool. Yeah, but it felt... Well, I mean, you could always just do, like, one actor who plays multiple characters, True. like Lindsay Lohan. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, I... So, I have a friend at work named Mackenzie, and, like, she would never do any of the stuff that Mackenzie did in this book that was bad. But, like, just because, of, like... Just because of that, every time I read her name, I was like, oh my god, Mackenzie. And Mackenzie's, like, beautiful and wonderful, too. So, like, in my head, I'm just picturing her the whole time. (laughs) It was, I couldn't think of anybody else. And I don't even remember how they described her because I just kept picturing my friend Mackenzie. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't cast anybody's Mackenzie, but I did cast the Sprouse twins as Cooper and Evan. Perfect. Well, it's the Sprouse twins and then my friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he, to be fair, she has been an extra in, like, um, I think it was Law and Order. So she's that. got that. She's building up her acting resume. I'd love to be a dead body in Law and Order. <laughs> I think it'd be body. so fun. I didn't say yeah. she did that. Okay. That would be cool, I'd love though. To, I'd love to be a victim in Law and Order. <laughs> I'd be so good at it. I would just, like, cry. Oh, my gosh. And I'd get to meet freaking Olivia Benson. Are you kidding? Mariska Hargitay. I love her. What I a name. Her. That's That name's crazy. Crazy cool. So cool. Uh, okay. So, moving on from Cooper's beginning of the story. We, then we move on to Mackenzie, who's all up in arms because she has to go to college boo-hoo her parents paid for her to go to this really exclusive school and she has to go do classes that she doesn't want to do because she has a tech company or a little website that is going to totally go out of style in five years and she'll make no more money off of it and um she has a roommate bonnie who i loved i actually thought that bonnie was hilarious um she she meets her and she's just topless in their little apartment dorm they're living in and um she's like let's see (laughs) let's see she has the girls out she so she says um she smushes me in a tight hug 
ordinarily, I consider this a grievous assault on my personal boundaries, but for some reason, I can't find it in me to be off to be put off by this girl. Maybe she's a witch. Hyper notice. Oh, sorry. Hypnotizing me with her witch tits. Still, I get a good vibe from her. And her thinking that Bonnie is a witch is, like, one of the funniest parts of the entire book. Because, like, Bonnie, like, anticipates things that happen to Mackenzie. And then she just, like, witch. And it just makes me laugh. Yeah. She's just intuitive. Relax, Mackenzie. So that was really great. I really don't like, though, that we never got really any closure with Bonnie. Because I thought that she was going to play a more... I, I, was, I just saw this thing recently that was like, you want to introduce important characters to the story at the beginning of the story. Yeah. You don't want to spend too much time introducing characters that aren't going to be in the story for a long time. Because there are a lot of characters in this book. We've got all of Cooper's friends. And Mackenzie doesn't really have a whole lot of friends. But she's got Preston and she's got her roommate. And she's like, they just keep introducing all of these people. And like... I know Bonnie serves as, like, the way that she meets Cooper, but it just seemed kind of, like, she was given so much personality just for us to have nothing to do with her. Yeah, especially, like, she just kind of dropped off towards the end. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did think she was a funny character overall, pretty likable. Um, I will say she does condone what McKinsey's doing when McKinsey's like I kissed someone he he so that was yeah. like a little bit of a negative point but now it's really right. funny the whole witch thing and she just says funny stuff there's like so I I work remotely and there's a lot of people all over the country who work for us and there's a bunch of girls from the south who kind of reminded me of that um they're so fun and like loving and kind but sometimes they just do stuff that makes you (laughs) like walking moving into your room with your new roommate and they don't have a shirt on because they're just like hey girl what's up yeah um so bonnie has this plan that she wants to try and find one of the twins because she wants to hook up with them because she wants to have the note and a fun little college experience with the twins that are well known around town for being these playboys. So they end up going to this bar, which is the last bar they go to in the town, and that's when they run into Evan and Cooper. And Cooper's perspective is what's being told, and I really hate the way that Cooper talks about women. Like, I just, the language that he uses yeah. is just so sexist that it's, I just, I hated it. I was like, I don't, that's what kind of, that's what started making me think a lot about the after series, because the main male love interest is incredibly toxic and sexist and, like, just awful. Um, so, like, I, I really hated that. I was just like, I really need you to start calling her a chick. Please. Yeah. Just... Somebody take the Knox Morgan template and use that for every male love interest. Forever. I'll give you a five on everything yeah. you do. Yeah. But that don't too like, obvious. That are like Golden Retriever boy. Like mm-hmm. that. We haven't had a great example of that yet. No. But I'm sure we will at some point. Um, so that's my first tripe with him is that he starts talking pretty in his head he's not saying these things out loud but still like he's talking in his head about like this chick um so then he goes up to 
Mackenzie, who's sitting at a table, and just like starts like talking to her about how he's gonna, how she's gonna come home with him and stuff. And I was like, why is she still sitting there and just like this is like they haven't even really had a conversation yet. Like, why are you still sitting there with this person who's hitting on you? And despite the fact that you've told them you're not interested several different times, they don't leave. Why would you not leave? Yeah, and you're like, you know what? This would be a great person to be friends with. Because they definitely respect my wishes. Yeah, no. I just, I was like, uh, okay. The next thing, so, you know, they, she tells him, she's like, I got a boyfriend. He's like, we're not going to be friends. It reminds me of that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when Margot Robbie is like, friends? We're not going to be friends. And then the next scene is them, like, you know um (laughs) and that's kind of like the like how I felt Cooper was acting towards Mackenzie yeah and um I think that uh oh during this part also (coughs) Evan and Bonnie they they sneak off um and you know just hang out on the beach for a little bit which, and, like, why are on the beach? Why would you? That sounds so awful and terrible. I hate sand as it is. So I'm like Anakin, you know? Yeah, I'm not a big sand girl. I also am scared of the ocean. Oh, I'm not afraid of the ocean. I'm not afraid of Fascinophobia. anything. Google it. So they run into each other again. And something that I found really funny is that Mackenzie kept describing his tattoos over and over again, just constantly talking about how he's just absolutely yatted. Yeah, she's got a real hard on for these. Mando just, like, tried to grab this trash from my floor. Also, yes, there's trash all over my floor right now. Uh, Anyway, so she just keeps (laughs) talking about how he's absolutely yatted, but on the cover, he has one anchor tattoo on his bicep, and I just kept laughing thinking um, about like yeah no i sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but okay. also in the book doesn't it say he gets the anchor tattoo on like the back of his neck yeah then why is it on his arm in the yeah. picture i don't know but just the fact that she's like he's so tattooed he's just covered in ink and then the cover is just yeah. him with one single tattoo he's got a real hard on for those tats man <laughs> oh my gosh it was so funny i was just laughing so hard um, so, you know, they, they talk a little bit, I mean, it's not really super interesting what's going on between the two of them, it's basically just, I have a boyfriend, well, we're not gonna be friends, so we might as well just, like, hook up already, like, it was just a lot of Cooper, like, totally overstepping a boundary, where she just kept being yeah. like, I just wanna be friends, and then her not being like, you know what, actually, I'm not gonna be friends with you at all, because I don't like the way that you are not respecting my boundaries, that I am... Yeah. Exposing? I don't know. Um, Before we get further, too, I want to talk about her app. Okay. Okay, let's talk about her app. Her app is where you, you like, can go on there, right, and post about, like, bad dates and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or terrible people you hooked up with. And she made one for men and women. I'm like, why couldn't you do that on, like, Yik Yak, Reddit, any other platform? Literally? Can- yes. I was like, why would they just not post it on Reddit? <laughs> I'm like, this is not revolutionary, and I don't understand how no. she made that much money off of it. She's like, um, I made it from ads. Girl, you do not make that much money off of ads. There's no way there's that many people 
heading to your website. Also, how does someone who's been in a relationship for that long come up with that idea? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was dumb because you can do that on just about any social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could know. be a whole Instagram was- account. Yeah, and it, it was very, like, when she's like, I have my own business. I'm making my own way. I don't want to go to college. And, like, yeah, that's where, like, the girl boss vibes came in. And I was like, ugh. I don't understand why she just couldn't be like, oh, I actually, like, made, like, a presidential model and sold it. Like, something, like, interesting and, like, actually techie and not something that's just kind of, like, super outdated when was this book written in like 2021 right 2022 something like that. 2022 there's no way an app like that would do well in 2022 but also like just go to school and get the damn business degree it's not that hard yeah and also is it not only that hard you have all the resources for you to succeed in this you also will come up with a lot better ideas and once again like i said at the beginning of this that app is not going to make you money forever in two years from now is i mean it's already outdated now but like it's not it's not gonna do well for a long time because you can literally post those exact stories on reddit well and like part of going to college is learning how to interact in a professional setting like it's it's partially like networking and stuff like even she was talking about like how she hates prereqs like every college student does but just get your yeah. degree yeah and put it to use like it's really not i don't know I was it was just, a lot of like was, i'm better than you because i did this without going to college yeah and she's like i don't i don't even want to be here i don't know why i'm here and not everybody has to go to college but especially when you come from a family where there's tons of resources like that like and there's so many people who even now today can't afford to go to school or just can't rationalize taking out loans and stuff to seek out a business degree like that just falls a little flat and I think it makes her a little less likable like she should have and granted there were parts like it was just kind of an afterthought where she's like yeah I'm grateful that my parents like took care of this for me Mm -hmm. but it's like it's a huge resource and for some people that makes all the difference in this sort of life that they live and she just totally like yeah made her a lot more dislikable but yeah that app is stupid so stupid um so then they are hanging out one day because you know she just can't stay away from cooper and they're at the beach and they find a dog on like a rock and they swim out there and they grab the dog and they have a dog now and this dog served no purpose in the story um unlike in things we had from the light where the dog played a big role in the development of the characters i did not did not see that happening in this at all no i didn't either and like i don't know i guess that was some sort of like their friendship had already developed at that point, I guess. I, it was supposed to be, I think, some sort of tie to each other where it forces them to interact, but they're just doing that anyway. Like, yeah. He, like, half-assed tries to stay away from him on her own personal accord. But mm-hmm. it's not like the dog plays a huge instrumental role in, like, making them hang out. Um, yeah. So. so, Cooper starts to have feelings for... Um, Mackenzie 
and he is too afraid to tell his friends that he has feelings for her because his friends are talking on page 124 about getting a bucket of pig's blood to dump on her. Yes, and they all have the emotional maturity of a dry dish sponge. Like, they had never even... At this point, I don't think they had even met her yet. And they're just yeah, sitting there. And, like, don't get me wrong, Mackenzie's not a great person. But, like, their hatred towards her was just so weird. Uh, so then, um, then they end up, you know, she's like, I can't see you anymore because I told Preston and he was not, like, upset about it. But I don't want to, like, break his trust again. And then she doesn't sit there for one second and think, like, why did he forgive me so quick? Right. There's so many, like, I'm, I'm like, your womanly intuition, babes, is failing you off throughout this book. Because mm-hmm. when all those ladies brought up, they're like, oh, yeah, they all do this. They all sleep around, but then they have their wifeys, and then they all, like, it literally says in the book that they all, like, give her a look. And she's just like, Preston would never. Preston would never cheat on he me. He would never. Um, yeah. And then, like, all this other stuff that, in, like, he doesn't freak out when she tells him that. And, like, I don't know, his poker nights and stuff. Like, yeah. his friend made a joke about, like, his poker night, right? And, like, they all played along with it. But I felt like that was also, like, a subliminal one. And, like, yeah. I'm just like... If this was me in these interactions, I, like, alarm bells immediately. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how it went on from that. And then she finally realizes he's a cheater at dinner with her parents. I'm like, babe, wow. it took you way too long to arrive at this conclusion. Yeah. Um. So I really hated that. And then... <clears throat> Oh, and then he, okay, so then they break up, and Cooper goes and gets a tattoo on the back of his neck, and they spend a lot of time on this tattoo for it to have the stupidest goddamn meaning. It's so dumb. Like, you think that it's, like, this, like, super serious tattoo, because he's, I mean, the scene lasts for, like, a couple of pages, so it's, like, okay. But it's basically him just being, like, it just means that I'm tied down. Like, I could never escape. I'm just anchored down. Okay, Cooper. I hate that name, by the way. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so then, I don't know. They... Then Preston and Mackenzie kind of are... You know, at odds after she stopped seeing Cooper. And don't get me wrong, Preston is totally belittling. He's like, you're a little tech thing. Like, you you still plan on doing that whenever we get married and, like, you get to be a, a trophy wife or whatever. And, like, sit on councils yeah. and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> and she's upset because she wants to do, like, something real and not just... Well, and it's not that those things aren't real, but to her, it's like her, she watched her mom do this and be, like, superficial about it. Mm-hmm. And she wants to do something real and get her hands dirty. But she just, like, I don't know. It just comes off as her, first of all, like, putting down women who want to do stuff like that. And then also it comes off as her just being like, 
I'm not like other girls. I'm just so different. I work in STEM. Well, and she's like, I want to be like, I want to make a life for myself and like do all this stuff. But I also don't want to go to college and like anybody like I don't. And also, I'm going to take all this money from my parents. And complain the whole time. Yeah. How much they don't love me. (laughs) I also felt like Preston was kind of like a caricature because it was, there was like the scene where they take a freaking helicopter to his house. That was way over the top and not necessary. His family is destroying the, their place where they live because they're putting in another volleyball court. And I'm like, or what was tennis court? I'm like, okay. Could they not have done the same thing on a more realistic level with, like, a nice car? Yeah. So, that was stupid. Um, Very stupid. And also, she buys a hotel. She's just, one day, she's like, I'm gonna buy this hotel. Yeah. She buys the hotel. Person's like, that's dumb. You don't have any experience. He's he's more of a douchebag than that. And then she's like, that's not what I thought you would say that about me. And then she runs to Cooper. Yep. And, and then she's like, like Cooper, will you come? Yeah, of course he thinks it's a great idea. Because he wants to get in your pants. Exactly. Which you let him do inside of the rundown hotel that's been destroyed by a hurricane several years earlier. So I'm picturing like this musky, gross, like destroyed, like that really dark like wood look everywhere and like dust and stuff yeah gross why beach the- broken down hotel these are not ideal scenes yeah um speaking of the hurricane i don't know if we're there yet so i'll give you, you a sec i um my my next thing I want to talk about was that I don't understand the context of this saying. And perhaps I'm just either missing something or it doesn't make any sense. Okay. So okay. they go to a they go to a party that his friends are having, right? Yeah. Um it's when <clears throat> Mackenzie meets like all of her all of his friends. And, um, Cooper is, like, out at the truck, Mm -hmm. and Mackenzie goes out there, and this is, he says to her, came to piss on my leg, huh? I, what the frick does that mean? I have no... If it was meant to be, like, uh... Oh, possessive, like, possessory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a dog. Well, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking like uh like a like a sex thing. No, 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 like marking your territory. Well, yeah, okay, but still that does not make any sense in this at all. Not sexy. No. Talking about dog piss, not sexy. Not doing it for me. Um okay. So <laughs> um then Evan and Cooper get into a fight because Evan still hates Mackenzie and they fight or whatever and it's giving wannabe Nash and Knox and it's just like, it's not good. Yeah, it's not interesting. Fans. 
I don't care. And then he's like, he'll cut. Cooper talks to Mackenzie, who's upset, and is like, he'll come around. Don't worry. And then, like, the next chapter, he comes around, and they're like, totally fine. Yeah, that conflict was short lived. It takes a while for her to get the friends to like, mm-hmm. like her. And there's one friend, Heidi, in the group who is like hooking up with Cooper for a while. And he was like, it's friends with benefits. And she's like, I like you. Um, we all know how that ends. Uh, sorry, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Heidi. Sorry, I had to. I was just thinking Cartman the whole time. Yeah, I, I was that. gonna. <laughs> I know, but every time they said Heidi or like Heidi was mentioned in the book, I just thought about what's up, babe. Not much. <laughs> just hanging out with my friends. We still on for recess? <laughs> yep. Well, I'll be there. Heidi, you have to take me back. I'll kill myself. I'll kill myself. <laughs> Eric, we don't want you to die. <laughs> um. Oh. Anyways, but, so Heidi's yeah. got she, she don't like her not mm-hmm. at all. The other ladies they come around because um she decides that she's gonna fix their roof during the middle of a storm, and the build up to that storm, by the way, because they're like calling, calling, calling. There's a hole in the roof. Cooper's not there. He left his phone there, and. She answers, and she's like, oh, well, I'll go fix your hole in the roof. I'm a go-get-it kind of gal. And I really thought something was going to happen to her, and that was going to be, like, a pivotal plot point in the book. Nothing happened. She fixed the roof. Wow. And then they were friends. Girl boss. That annoyed me so much. I was like, I wish she had fallen off. <laughs> I wish she had broken her leg. <laughs> Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, you know, she she's now, like, dating Cooper now. Yep. Total switch And up. they actually, you know, they hook up, which they did not do prior to them, to her being with Cooper. Um, yeah. But they did they do, they did kiss before. a lot, and, like, there was a lot of touching going on, and, Ugh. yeah. Um, so then, I don't know, Mackenzie is sleeping one day, Evan's like, will you go pick me up? I'm so drunk right now. And he shows up, and Preston's friends are outside, like, being a, a dick to him, and Mackenzie's like, don't be mean to him. And then she lets him stay at her apartment, and then... That's it. Yeah. Well, the day of reckoning has come. Yeah. And Mackenzie uh, learns of the plot. Yeah. So Mackenzie goes to. Oh, we forgot to mention that she gets kicked out of school because she was like, oh, I'm yeah. dropping out of school. So she gets kicked out of her Hi. dorm. She has to move in with Cooper because she doesn't have anywhere else to go. Not like she doesn't have millions of dollars that she could spend on an apartment somewhere. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she lives with them now, then they have, like, a party, and, um, Mackenzie finds out that he, the whole plan at the beginning was that he was going to hurt her and just get back at Preston, and 
she's particularly mad because they ran, ran into Preston at some point earlier in the story when they were together. And they act like they knew each other. And she asked Cooper, she's like, do you know him? And Cooper's like, no. Like, they, I mean, she finds out. She's upset. She's upset because she feels like Cooper lied to her because they had run into Preston at some point And he's like, I don't know him. And they, like, break up. And then, don't worry, guys. They get back together, like, two seconds later. And that's the end of the book. Yeah, two awful people coming together to enjoy the rest of their terrible lives. He he does talk to Heidi. He has some closure with Heidi where he talks about, like, I'm sorry I led you on for so long. But he's not. Um, he's trying to get Mackenzie back by sending her gift baskets and stuff like that. And, like, okay. And uh, she's staying with Steph and Alana at their house. And uh, eventually they, you know, Alana and Steph kind of convince Mackenzie to get back with Cooper. And then they do. And then that's literally how it ends. I, like, they're just dating now. And he's like, I'm going to marry her one day. It's not a, a Nash or Knox Morgan where it's like, I'm going to marry you right now. And it's not a yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but that, all very dislikable. Uh, the Good Girl Complex. That was the book. Uh, disliked the book. Did not really enjoy reading it particularly. Not very high on my recommendation list. And overall, kind of a little bit of a waste of time. I was hoping there was going to be more renovating. Um, and this made me really want some Southern breakfast. So True. That's some beignets. Fair. Ooh. I know. Tiana. Mm-hmm. I always think of Tiana when I look at, think of, or eat beignets now. I know. Anytime I think about New Orleans in general, I think about her. Nolans. Um... Anywho, I think that about wraps it up. Terrible people yes. got their happy ending. But they don't Good deserve them. Um, yeah. Boo. Uh, I think next what will be coming out is our special episodes. Which I'm Yep, so our next two for. episodes are going to be the Akatar books, all five of them. The five of like Actar books, not like any of the extra books that come with it. Um, and the way that I think we're gonna do it is we're gonna talk about the first episode. We're gonna talk about the first two books, and then halfway through the third, and then we'll do the rest of the third, the fourth, and the fifth for the second episode. So the next two episodes are going to be um, like a long form discussion. They're going to be different. We're going to have some activities. We're going to have some guests. And it's not going to be in the traditional reviewing style. Because I feel like if you're going to read Akatar, you don't really need a spoiler-free review. Because this book yeah. is, or this book series is incredibly popular. And it's everywhere. Everybody, everybody talks about it all the time. So, Well, it, but, yeah. And they're going to be making a TV show at some point. So, like, it's... At this point, if you... At this point, if you're a reader, you've known about it for a while, and if you haven't already mm -hmm. read it, 
you're either going to get around to it soon or you're just not going to read it at all. Yeah. So we'll go pretty in-depth exactly. on those, but they'll be super good. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Yep. So we've got, uh, Courtney and I are taking a couple weeks off of filming because she has finals coming up. And so we want to make sure that she's got time for it. You'll be here in one month from today. Wait. Very true. Yesterday. Wait, do you come on the 20th? Do you come on? You come on the 28th. That's correct. So one month from yesterday. I turned 25 in one month from today. I know. We're going to be so old. 25. That's halfway to 50. And we're going to wake up and be like full frontal cortex developed. (laughs) Bing. Yeah. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, so that being said, this is, uh, the end of the video, end of the pod. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it, if you did, and you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, please leave a review, it would mean so much to us, we're trying to get that high, high scoring five score, uh, or five star score. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe if you're not already. And, uh, if you are not already following us on social media, we have a Instagram, a TikTok, and a Facebook, all the Woody Banter book club, and you can find us on there. And we post things all the time, just that have nothing to do with, uh, the podcast directly we have little cute things on there as well so uh that is all i have anything else you'd like to add before we leave i don't think so um you know don't write l kennedy off just because of this book check out her hockey books i really liked them um and just generally don't let one bad book put a really bad taste in your mouth for all of the books that that author will write we've all gone to work and not produced the best work sometimes um and i think people forget just how hard it is to create a compelling storyline that being said i very much disliked this book uh but for all of you out there don't write humanity off just um yeah that's all i have so uh we will see you